Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here with MaximalBeing.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. It does help us to get the word out. If you have any questions, you can email us at team at maximalbeing.com. Enjoy the episode. Jay, let's back up a little bit because you explained the different teas, right? Because you said it was black tea, green tea. White tea, white tea, poor tea, and oolong tea. Five oolong tea. Five but then you said there's a plant, <laughs> the plant that you're just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. So explain, so that plant is different, is a tea itself? Is that the main tea for green tea? The the Camellia sinensis plant? Camellia sinensis, yes. Yeah, makes those five categories of teas. They're all from the same plants. Ooh, okay. I'm going to have to throw a lay card here. So (laughs) so, how, so... You know, so what is it? Is it parts of the the plant? Is it the timing when you pick it? Is that what delineates what type of tea it is that comes from that plant? So the those are categories, and mm-hmm. those have to do with the range of oxidation. Of whites is the least oxidized, is picked in air dried. Green mm-hmm. might be bruised a little bit, kind of like an apple, like you roll an apple mm-hmm. on a counter, and then you could cut it open like the next day. It's like bruised, and then Oolongs are in between a green and a black tea, a little bit more oxidized. It has the largest range. It could be almost as light as a green tea or almost black looking like a black tea. Then black tea is not technically fully oxidized. They used to say that in in books, like old books about tea, but it's just mostly oxidized. You know, like your banana that's been sitting in your lunch sack for a couple of days and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it came neglected yeah. so it's really brown and then poor tea is the only tea that's actually fermented where they actually like moisten it and kind of like have it in like a warm room and encourage microbes to grow in it mm-hmm. and then you have that as in helping people with like even like probiotics because you kind of have these probiotics living in it and then right before um, they store it, they're going to dry it because like you don't really want your produce, you know, like if you had some spinach, you don't want it sitting out forever. It's going to get moldy, right? So all of these teas, those five categories of tea have to do with how long they've been oxidized, the process wow. of making it. And then you can get into the seasonality, the stock of the plant, like is the top picking, a lower leaf, all that stuff changes the flavor, changes the potency of the caffeine, changes... Um, you know, and then the terroir. So you get into this whole like crazy world of tea, kind of like the wine industry. Yeah, I was gonna say it's about it's like the wine. You know, uh, as as I'm novice in tea as I am in wine, I remember going to a wine tasting and they're saying there's hints of this and notes of that. I thought those stuff they're actually putting in the in the wine, but it wasn't. It's just how it tastes. Um. So okay. So is so. 90% or 100% of the tea we drink is made from that one plant or are there other types of like plants that we make tea out of? So 
traditionally the word tea is mm -hmm. any beverage that is made from the camellia sinensis plant okay. so white green oolong black and poor those five categories okay. now we have westernized it and anything we put hot water in is now a tea right hibiscus tea or peppermint tea like i remember when mm. I, so my my family my mom's side of the family were into chinese medicine like my mom's mom was like the local chinese medicine woman in their village where she grew up and so my mom i remember when i started getting into tea and she's like i don't understand why these people call it peppermint tea it's not tea it's medicine you know because <laughs> for her she does not have a good memory i think of peppermint like you might lo love it jackie but her she's like oh it's some like, terrible medicine my mom gave me as a kid mm -hmm. you know and um and so now everything that is seems to be steeped in hot water or extracted with water seems to be called a tea. However, coffee is still extracted in hot water and we don't call that tea, you know? So that's why we call like everything else a tisan, an herbal infusion. And it mm. gets really complex because now you're growing into like herbal medicine where I specialize in the Camellia sinensis plant, the tea plant, and not herbal medicine. If that makes mm. sense. No, that makes plenty of sense. I'm gonna stop calling it tea unless it's on, on sesame or black, green, white, the easy ones, oolong, <laughs> and then <laughs> poor, poora, poora, poor tea. Yep, poor tea. Poor tea. Mm -hmm. Wow, my my late my little lay brain is hurting right now. <laughs> I did, my, my brain is hurting too. I I did not know that either. I really you know. Like a very typical basic Western. I thought like, oh, if it's how our tea, I didn't know that all the tea came from one leaf. I hope but people somebody, need to know. I hope somebody <laughs> listening out there is drinking tea and just spit it out like cartoon <laughs> style because they were so inspired and amazed. Like that me. is that is incredible. I, I don't know what to say. I'm I'm speechless. But uh, looking at the time here, we do have to pause for a big, quick tea break. Hello. And uh, we'll be back in just a second. Are you a healthcare practitioner searching for a comprehensive solution to streamline your patient referrals and improve collaboration with other practitioners? Look no further than Rupa Health, the ultimate platform for integrative and functional medicine practitioners. As a healthcare practitioner, I've struggled with the traditional referral process for labs. It's time consuming, inefficient, and often lacks the necessary communication between providers and patients. But ever since I started using Rupa Health, everything has changed. That's right, Rupa Health is revolutionizing the way that practitioners connect and order lab work with their patients. Their advanced platform allows you to effortlessly send and receive patient lab referrals and secure their information, sending them the kits directly. This makes the communication directly with other patients and practitioners easy to take care of. I can't stress enough how much time and energy Rupa Health has saved me. With just a few clicks, I can easily order lab work and track their progress, and then I receive the results directly into my inbox, which I can send to the patients automatically with recommendations. Absolutely, Rupa Health's extensive network of lab testing and curated, integrated, and functional medicine testing allows practitioners to receive the highest quality of care and dedicate their practice to a patient-centered, holistic approach which aligns perfectly with the values of healthcare in a functional medicine practice. Plus, Rupa Health provides you with excellent customer support. 
Their team is responsive, knowledgeable, and always helps with assistance in billing questions and how kits are shipped to your patients. They are dedicated to helping practitioners like us provide the best possible care for our patients. And if you're a patient listening, it allows you to seamlessly order your lab testing and receive all of the necessary information. Rupa Health has been a game changer for my practice, and as you know, it will be for yours too. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to save on lab testing by heading to labs.rupahealth, that's R-U-P-A dot com slash store slash storefront underscore V is in victory, G is in grape, X zero zero four zero zero. That's labs.rupahealth.com backslash store backslash storefront underscore B is in victory, G is in grape, X zero zero four zero. I'll see you later, Maximal Beings. All right, everyone, we're back. We've got Jenny, the 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 tea queen in the building, just schooling us on tea facts. We're here at Doc Mock. Doc Mock learned something today, and I'm I'm just you know I I'm impressed when Doc Mock learned something because he is the smartest person I know. So, um, all right, Jenny. So you know we sent you some questions. I might have some additional questions because. Uh, you know they were prompted, uh, but uh, let's let's start with the, the basic three, and we'll mix it up. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. You ready? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So first, and we talked about this a little bit, and it doesn't have to be a health textbook. What is your favorite health book, and why? So one of my resources that I love reading about it's this book by an Alaskan author, and um, it's. Um, wild plants um yeah i'm just looking at it. it's called wild plants it's got it's like one of my big reference books discovering wild plants and it's mostly about the different wild plants from trees to um shrubs to um just different things flowers all kinds of plants in alaska and what they do like some contraindications like what they you know not do like this is toxic don't use this plant mm. so it's kind of like one of the first tea plants or not tea it's not tea to right <laughs> mm, yeah and so of like foraging and using your natural resources and how like different people have used them for different ailments or different uses of it like fiddlehead you could use it for like cooking with or things like that so that's one of my favorite books that I like to refer to especially because I live in this amazing gigantic state that has a lot of diversity in plants and even just the climate and what is grown where in the state, um, that it's just a nice resource to be like, what what's around me that I can utilize? Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we, uh, uh, what was the name of the book again? Discovering Wild Plants. Discovering Wild Plants. Doc Mock, how does that check? You, you know about that one, right? No, no way, no? man. Ooh, another <laughs> trophy for Jenny. Yeah, no, Jenny's, <laughs> Jenny's got this. I mean, she's yeah. doing it. I love wow. it. Yeah. So, okay, we'll add that to the list. We do keep a record of the books. And I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, Doc Mock, but I think this is only the second time someone has mentioned a book that you haven't read i think i think actually. so i think so and it's been more recent so i guess yeah read more or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing i love it jenny hey, you're jenny. on a roll yeah go jenny. jenny uh okay 
Second question, um, what is your favorite exercise? So I mentioned before, I grew up in athletics mm -hmm. and my favorite exercise of all time, but I don't get to do it that much, um, that often anymore is jump rope because Ooh. I actually grew up on a jump rope team. Like I've been to nationals wow. twice. That's why I've been to Florida actually quite a few times because that's where nationals is. Cool. Um, I've always placed in top 10. And actually that's also the reason why I went to college in Idaho because they had the number one team in the country. So, wow. but yeah, I can jump rope on my butt. I can do a what? handspring and double dutch. I can do Dang. like all those like triple under cross things. That's what I used to be able to do. But I mean, my, I live in the woods, so I don't have like a nice pad or like do like a driveway. There's a lot of rocks. So it's not mm -hmm. so good for me to jump rope in my dirt driveway because I'll probably chip a car or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, but that is definitely my favorite exercise. And it's just so good for you. You've got plyometrics, great cardio. Yeah. You can, it's so easy to do almost anywhere, low budget, a rope tennis shoes i mean i guess you don't technically need tennis shoes and we started doing that when we were kids my sister and i did because the other big sport in alaska is hockey and that's very expensive so mm. from our family standpoint they're like you just need tennis shoes and a rope yeah sure yeah. go go have it <laughs> that's incredible jenny you are like an onion so many layers as we talk there's so many different facets you're jump roper, your tea infuser. What's next on? I feel like the universe is going to pull you into something else. We don't even know. We don't even know yet. But polar we'll keep bear us, wrestler. Polar bear wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, well, I, I would also argue you do need tennis shoes for jump rope because ouch. I mean, I've mm. done it does not work out so well when you mess up. So I yeah, I would say I jump rope with a weighted jump rope and yeah. it yeah, my big toe is not happy. Yeah. Yeah. For us lay jump ropers. For us lay, yeah. 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 Wear the tennis shoes. Yeah. Disclaimer. So what is your uh, the strangest diet that you've heard of or been on? So I don't diet. And this is why. It's because of the craziest diet. The only diet I've ever been on was like when I was a kid, like in the 90s. There was like the whole celery diet thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was super fit. Like I remember in the girls' locker room, I don't know, my senior year of high school or something like that. And the girls were talking about a six pack. And I'm thinking like a six pack of soda, six pack of beer, what are they talking about? And they're like, no, your abs. And I was like, I have a six pack. Like I had a six pack my senior year of high school. I mean, because jump rope, right? Like <laughs> crazy amounts of jump rope. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, oh. And then I heard that if you diet, like, you know, you'll be more slim or something like that. My body type is fast twitch, right? I bulk up. I'm more like a gymnast. You know, people, when I had a three foot vertical jump, like from jump rope, people are just scared of me because like my calves are like chiseled. <gasps> so I was like, what? <laughs> so Doc yeah. Mock understands. Doc yeah, Mock has absurd watermelon calf muscles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can't even fit into your snowboarding boots that well because you have yeah, tight no. ankles and chiseled calves. Yeah. So, um, 
And so I was like, oh, well, and then there was some girls who want to lose weight or whatever that means, you know, and I have weight because it's muscle mass, right? And I was like, I wonder, I wonder what would happen if all I ate was celery. So I, I put myself on a celery diet and it was probably the most unhealthy thing I could ever do. Because at the time I was eating either a loaf of bread a day, because back then it was like carb loading. Mm. so I would eat either a loaf of bread a day or a box of cereal a day like I ate so much but I was burning through a lot of calories so all of a sudden you take that to celery like what is that you know and so like my gut felt all like messed up I think I actually became allergic to raw celery like my tongue would tingle and stuff like that and I just killed my metabolism so ever since then I was like Mm -mm. I'm just going to eat whatever my body's telling me, be in tune with what that is. And I don't crave things like ice cream or um, some things that people would like cookies or like, I just don't naturally crave those things. And also because I'm lactose intolerant and, you know, really sugary things kind of make my stomach upset. But ever since then, I was like, oh, I'm just going to listen to what my body wants in a, in a healthy way, within reason, you know, I'm not going to eat a big bag of fries or something like that um and I would go through these waves of like I guess now you call it intermittent fasting but you know but for me it was just like I'd eat a bunch then I just felt like I didn't want to eat that much and then I'd eat a bunch and and then I would just feel out what I you know was interested in but that crazy diet of the celery diet no one should ever ever go back to that mm. I hope it's never that. a fad. <laughs> almost as bad as the hot dog diet. Yeah, almost as bad yeah. as that. Almost yeah. as bad, yeah. I can't even imagine the crash in energy you must have had because celery is, ba speaking of tea being mostly water, celery is basically water. Yeah. <laughs> so. And also like environmental impact, celery is so hard to grow. It's like, because yeah. it's all water, you're just like yeah. dumping water into it. So yeah. Water well, and fiber. Water and fiber. Water and fiber. Yep. yep. Are you looking for high-quality, evidence-based supplements to support your functional medicine practice? Look no further than Fullscript, the leading platform for healthcare practitioners to prescribe and order professional-grade supplements. As a functional medicine and gastroenterology doctor, I trust Fullscript to provide me with a wide range of high-quality supplements that meet specific needs of my patients. Their extensive product catalog includes trusted brands, ensuring that I have access to the best options for my patient's health. That's right, Fullscript offers a comprehensive selection of supplements, including vitamins, minerals, botanicals, and specialty formulations, all sourced from reputable manufacturers. Plus, their rigorous quality control ensures that you're getting products that meet the highest quality standards of purity and potency. And what I love most about Fullscript is the convenience it offers. With their user-friendly online platform, I can easily browse, prescribe, and manage supplement protocols for my patients. It saves me valuable time and streamlines the ordering process. Absolutely, Fullscript makes it easy to create customized protocols for your patients and track their progress. Plus, they handle all the logistics from inventory management to shipping, so you can focus on what matters most, providing excellent care to your patients. So if you're ready to take your functional medicine practice or wellness to the next level, visit us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being that's us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being to receive your 15% discount on customized supplements and check maximal being standardized protocols for gut health.
Fullscript has been a game changer for my practice, and I know it will be for yours. Don't miss out on this incredible resource for functional medicine practitioners and patients alike today. All right. And then another question, which, of course, I mean, I hope there's an answer. What is your favorite tea? Oh, my favorite tea is the Tiquan Yin Oolong. It's also sometimes called Iron Mercy Goddess Oolong tea. Um, it's called different things because it's a Chinese word. And so there's in English, it's spelled like nine different ways, but mm. it's an oolong tea and oolongs actually have five subcategories. Oolongs are the largest category of tea and it's the middle subcategory. So it's literally plain tea, like in the whole spectrum <laughs> of our five different categories, the middle category, and then the middle of the middle. But it turned out that was probably the first tea I ever drank. So while I was learning about tea and I was recalling my grandfather doing his Chinese tea ceremony every morning, and then grandma and grandpa do that weird Chinese thing in the living room, which ended up being <laughs> Tai Chi because we're the weird Asian family in the neighborhood. Um, I would steal his drink, like just like I used to steal my dad's coffee and that's how I became a coffee drinker. I would steal whatever the weird thing was in the clay pot that my grandpa had left on the table before he went for a walk. And so when my father was like, that's the tea that your grandfather drank every day, I was like, really crazy. And so it's my first tea experience probably. And it is my favorite tea and it's super budget friendly. Okay, going back to the reason why I started drinking tea because it's so inexpensive. Mm -hmm. That oolong, the Tiquan Yin oolong, you can receive up to six to eight times if it's a high quality one. I can drink it for like three days straight, the same tea leaves. Oh, yeah. that, you know, that has brought me to another question, which I didn't plan about the re-steeping. So my father-in-law, he, he, he loves tea. And it's, I mean, I'm gonna see if it's actual tea, but I think it's tea. Cause now that we know that, you know, it's, you know, this, this, and everything is not tea, but he saves his tea bags. You know, we get him a tea for his birthday. And it's like all these very nice, fancy teas. And he would like re-steep the same tea bag. And I'm like, dude, there's like 20 tea bags in here. Like we can get you more, but I always just thought that when <laughs> you re like, I've never tried to re-steep a tea bag, but what is, is it just the type of tea you can steep? Is it like the brand? Is it like what, what makes it re-steepable if that's even the right word? Yeah, no, that, that is a great question. Cause every time we have customers come into our store, we're always saying, don't forget to re-steep your tea up to four times, yeah. you know, cause they just don't yeah. know. Cause if you buy like a $30 can of tea from us, you may be like, why in the world is this $30? This is so expensive. They're like, well, actually it makes up to 160 cups. So, and it's because of the re-steeping. So if it's a higher quality tea, the tea leaf, like just imagine like a leaf on a tree, they roll it up super, super tight, usually by machine. And that tightness, even if you put boiling hot water in it and it sat in boiling hot water for like three minutes, it barely opens. So the higher quality tea it is, the tighter rolls it is, which means the more times you can re-steep it, which also means it's fresher longer. So when you think about, say, going back to sustainability, right? Thousands of years ago, they did not have plastic resealable bags. They didn't even have vacuum sealing. What they had to do was put it in their sack, a box, 
or however they're going to transport it. And we know essential oils are extremely important for not just flavor, but for nutritional benefits in our food. So tea would be transported all the way across the world in these crates or sacks or whatever they were, but the tighter rolled they were, the better their essential oils were self, quote unquote, vacuum sealed for transport. So they weren't stale. So mm -hmm. higher quality teas are tighter rolled and you can definitely re-steep them. Hmm. Okay. That's good to know. And can you, because I know there's a temperature, there's a whole temperature piece of this, right? And, you know, there's, you know, so can you ruin tea? Is it possible to ruin tea for too high of a temperature or too long at a high temperature? Is that like a multifaceted question or? <laughs> That's a very controversial question. Ooh. So I'm going to rock the boat here and say, no, you can't ruin a tea because all the tea connoisseurs out there will be like, what? Yeah. There's a perfect, I mean, come on. Won the top tea infusionist competition at the World Tea Expo. Yeah. I no know how there. to make a perfect cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you're a newbie, it's your cup of tea. You drink it however you want. And if you, okay, so just like coffee, tea has temperature and it has to do with the extraction rate. The extraction rate of getting the essence out of that plant material, whether it's coffee, whether it's tea. Time and temperature have to do with the extraction of its essence. And so if you make it too hot or too long and it's really strong, really bitter and really and it say it was a high quality tea to begin with because you got low quality teas that just don't taste good no matter what um that you can just water it down <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just telling you just put more water in it and it'll be less concentrated yes i mean if you're going to be in a tea competition you could ruin a cup of tea but i mean it's your cup of tea and really time and temperature just changes the extraction rate and so can you technically ruin a cup of tea? I personally don't think so because you can just fix it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, proof of concept, Jenny, in the podcast world, we are starting to steep a little bit too long, but the extraction rate has been very high. So thank you for that. Another um, pun. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, where can people find you if they're looking for your wonderful product? Yeah, they can look us up at sippingstreams.com. We also have a YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash at sippingstreams. Lots of great um, tea education information there. Awesome. Thank you so much for your wisdom. For all of you out there that have not done so already, go ahead, hit subscribe button, leave us a comment. It does help us to get the word out. If you have a question for Jenny or any of our wonderful guests or Jackie P, uh, email us at team at maximalbeing.com. Um, I'm going to promote our kombucha course because that marries well with tea, fermented teas, right? So go ahead and find that at MaximalBeing.com. Jenny, thank you so much. I, I learned a tremendous amount. I'm a bitter tea sort of guy, so I, I steep a while. Um, but, but thank you for sharing this wisdom with our patients. It certainly does help, especially, you know, um, my patient population who's always looking for new and innovative things to, to boost their wellness. Jackie P, any any uh, departing words of wisdom or, um, you know, 
listen to the universe. You know, it took Jenny so long to get into what she was apparently born to do, stealing tea as, you know, from her grandfather. So listen to the universe, folks. It, it tells you where you're supposed to go. As always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here with Jackie P and Jenny at Sipping Streams Tea Company, and we are here to maximize your health. The content included is not intended to be used as medical advice, and viewers should consult their physician or healthcare provider should they have additional questions. The viewers should not rely on information contained in these presentations for immediate or urgent medical needs. Additionally, if you think you have a medical emergency, call your physician or go to the emergency department or call 911 immediately. Never disregard professional medical advice or rely on seeking medical care or delay medical care due to information contained in this presentation. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.